welcome to another episode of the Women X Film Festival podcast. I'm Emily, part of the Rian Pictures team, and I'm here with Sasha, whose short film Model of Life um, screened as part of our homegrown strand this year. So just going to start off with some introductory quickfire questions for you, Sasha. So to start, what's your favourite film? Uh, at the minute, it's Being John Markovich by Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman. What's an upcoming film that you're looking forward to? Uh, Problem Easter by Julio Torres. Uh, who's a stand-up comedian. Uh, yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, and if you could have dinner with three filmmakers, who would you pick? Um, uh, I think Charlie Kaufman, uh, Taika Waititi would be great. Um, probably need a woman <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Greta Gerwig, but then I was like, that's too basic right now because she's like a big <laughs> um, director. So maybe Emerald Fennell, who directed Promising Young Woman. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah she's got a new film coming out soon as well hasn't she yeah yeah no sounds like a good bunch um so yeah, can you talk well. a bit about how you got into filmmaking and your experience in the industry so far um so I think I well I originally started as a stand-up comedian uh and that's still like a very strong part of like my career path um but during lockdown when you couldn't really do stand-up comedy anymore I made a short like a comedy short I wouldn't say it was a short film it was filmed on my photo booth um and it was how does the coronavirus affect gap year students uh and it got like long no it got shortlisted for the funny woman comedy short award um and I really really enjoyed making it as like a satire on like privilege during the coronavirus crisis so yeah when the opportunity presented itself to actually put time and effort into making a real short film and try and enter the industry that way I took it so yeah with model of life so yeah that's how I got started really cool yeah and can you tell us a bit about model of life um just a quick summary of the film and where the idea came from uh yeah so model of life is a mockumentary that follows uh a very insecure life, young life model called Stella, uh, who is desperate to be someone's muse. Uh, and so she meets a budding artist who uh, finally agrees for her to be his muse. And then it turns out that the painting he's been working on for over a year is abstract. So, so it's meant to be like a comedy, but also um, talk about the sort of irrationality and inaccessibility of like the art world uh, at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Where did the idea for that come from? Have you ever been to a life drawing class? Yeah. So I started going to life drawing classes every week at uni. Um, and it was really interesting talking to the life models because they all have such different stories and reasons for why they're doing it. Uh, and for some of them, it's empowering. Um, but for a lot of them, it's empowering. But for a lot of them, it's just a job. Um, and like at the same time, I found this like, I found that my perception of nudity changed so much from something that sh should be secret and sexualized to something that can be totally normal um, and almost biological in a sense. And so I wanted to like talk about that, I think, um, and try and encapsulate that as well as the silliness of nudity. It's so silly. Um, and I had so many stories. So one of the life models, she, she runs a stag and hen do company where they 
to life drawing at these tag and Hindus. But if you look at the website, uh, it's a bunch of like models and like male models and strippers. But in reality, it's run by like two 70 year olds. So all the stag and Hindus are like expecting these like young strippers to come and do life drawing. And then it's actually 70 year olds, um, which I think is like the funniest concept that I wish I wrote myself. <laughs> yeah, the sequel, Model of Life 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, can you tell us three films that inspired your film? Uh so yeah, uh there's one called Showing Up, um, that's directed by Kelly Reichart. I probably slaughtered that, um, and written by her and Jonathan Raymond. Uh, and it's about a sculptor preparing for that art show. Uh, and it hadn't come out when I started making it, but the trailer had. Um, and I really liked the sort of essence and awkwardness within it. Um, and the like focus on the art world as well. Um, and then I really liked The Square, uh, which was by Ruben Ostland, also probably sort of that, um, which is also about the art world and the inaccessibility and like irrationality of it and how we hyper fixate on certain artists and certain like art pieces as well uh so I really enjoyed that um and then finally a bit on the funnier side uh I think what we do in the shadows uh by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement is a really good example of like using the mockumentary style and using it like to create so many different dynamics and I think as a stand-up it is sort of easier as an entry point to use a mockumentary style because you can use your prior experience writing sort of monologues in order to help you get into like dialogue and monologue um so yeah uh what we do in the shadows is great for mockumentaries as well cool yeah no that's really interesting how your you know your comedy informed the the stand-up inform the filmmaking um also when you mentioned showing up I was about to be extremely jealous because if you've seen that film <laughs> I'm gonna be super super yeah. envious <laughs> I really want to see it yeah no I'm so desperate to see it and it just it's not got a UK I don't know if it's even got a UK distributor I'm heartbroken but anyway it have I, no I know it was a, it was it can like last year heartbreaking yeah, it's been out like everywhere else. It's so annoying. But yeah, no, back to your film, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so can you talk a bit about the funding process for Model of Life? Yeah, so the overall bu- budget for the film was £30. Um, and that was just spent on the art equipment that we used. Uh, and we ended up having tons spare as well. So it was probably about £15. Um, it was a very DIY slapdash project uh we were lucky enough to all still be uni students uh not at a university that did filmmaking or anything like that but the uni did happen to have like some filming media equipment that you could rent out for free um so we used their equipment uh and then we all worked for free uh and we used my second year bedroom uh as one of the sets um, the basement of the uni theatre as one of the sets and then um oh the dance studio at one of the colleges as another set uh so yeah very very budget very DIY we were very lucky to have like professional equipment to use but even the quality of that professional equipment wasn't very high yeah so you can make a film on 30 pounds you can't make the most 
like visually advanced film with 30 pounds but you can make a film with 30 pounds that's resourceful i like it um so i guess you kind of touched on my next question in your previous answer but um i was going to ask how you found your crew but i'm guessing that was you know fellow students yeah so it was interesting because um i wrote model of life as a monologue to be performed at a like monologue night at the uni uh, and then I told my friend who is now a, pro- a professional producer that I was really interested in making it into a short film. And she just cut everything together. She was like, OK, uh, our friend Freya is interested in filmmaking. Why don't we get her to do the cameras? Um, my friend Daisy is applying for acting school. Why doesn't she do the acting? Um, it was a very small team, so it was... Um, Freya and my friend Nils as the DOPs, um, two DOPs because they were on two separate days because of timing. Um, and then Tash, my friend Tash is the producer. And then all of my friends were the cast and things like that. So it was very small um, and very slapdash put together very quickly. Um, nepotism, you could say. That's how I put together <laughs> Nice, nice. Team of Nepo babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we were all first time filmmakers, so uh, I'm surprised it ended up as good as it did. <laughs> yeah. And um, in terms of submitting the film for festivals, did you have a festival plan at all? Or, you know, what was the process there? So we crowdfunded first. Uh, I think we raised a thousand pounds. And part of that was we sold a lot of the drawings um, that we made during the like filming process. Uh, which was quite interesting. Um, and then um, we used about, I think, 600 or so on applying to film festivals. And um, I think our approach, now my approach would be very different. Our approach was um, like quite new. My friend had made a, a short film prior that she'd applied to film festivals, but I think we were still like trying to understand um, which festivals to apply for if you're going from a different genre, a different length. Her prior one had been like a drama that was about 20 minutes long versus a five-minute comedy film, um, which should sort of be targeted very differently at different festivals. Um, so I think it was a bit like um, throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks. Uh, so we applied for a lot of film festivals. And in retrospect, like I don't think Model of Life should have got into like some of the ones we applied to like we're definitely not going into the oscars and stuff i was like we were being quite ambitious for the few (laughs) of the applications for a 30 pound film um but the ones that we actually ended up applying for and getting were some of the most accessible ones in terms of pricing and the ones that like fit with us the most so like women x for example the bfi futures film festival as well was a great one um and i think the entry was six pounds or something like that so yeah i think the ones that we wanted the most, we did end up getting. So we probably should have just prioritised those rather than applying everywhere. Yeah, so not not much of a strategy. I feel like um, I feel like everything that sort of happened with regard to this film has been like very surprising and very last minute, uh, and it, which has been a really lovely experience. But I will be more organised and planned next time. Yeah, it's all a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's ended up for the best, so I wouldn't change a thing now. (laughs) Yeah, and finally, if you could give any advice to aspiring or other filmmakers, or even, I guess, I don't know, to a past version of yourself, um, what would that be? I think I'm 
quite a good example of the idea that filmmaking can be very accessible because oftentimes it's it can feel like a whole industry where you aren't able to get in if you don't know the right people or you didn't go to film school yet. I never went to film school. I do not know anyone in the industry. And I just had an idea that I thought was really good writing wise uh, and no money. And yet I think the, despite not, not maybe being as clean as some other films and like high budget and like high production value, the industry can oftentimes like look past that and see the like raw talent of like the writing is really good. The acting is really good. Um, they're getting there with the cinematography things like that they can still see the potential so if you have an idea and you don't necessarily have the budget or the experience to back it up I still think you should 100% like go for it and put your all into it um, because it has worked out so well for me and it's given me a foot into not only this industry but it's helped me within stand-up comedy like it's helped me to have agent interest because I've got this other strand uh, another string to my bow uh, so yeah just just do it Nike just do it yeah that's my recommendation nice yeah no that's definitely the attitude that we try and embody here at Rian Pictures I think you know just give it a go see what happens yeah. I really respect any film festival that has accepted us um, in terms of it means that they're very clearly looking for talent and ideas and potential rather than looking at like the money thrown at a project and I think that's a really special thing about certain film festivals that not all of them do a lot of them are about flash or uh, if there's a big actor in them uh, things like that versus the actual idea like I think it's great when film festivals support actual new filmmakers yeah no I know I mean I did say that was the final question but I lied because you mentioned earlier about um a sitcom script which I'm interested in hearing a bit more about if you are able to talk about that at all oh yeah so I'm I'm making a sitcom out of model of life um it's going to be very different but the essence of it is the same about like um an insecure life model um but it will probably spend a lot more time exploring like nudity, body image, uh, as well as the art world. I think it's because it's the only story that I've ever seen told about life modeling and nudity in this like sort of frank, brutal way. I think it's an important story to tell, especially from the perspective of a woman. So yeah, I've decided to make to extend it into a sitcom and I was lucky enough to get feedback from the BFI on the script um, and I'm lucky enough to have support within the stand-up comedy world to help pitch that sitcom pilot places in the near future hopefully um, so yeah uh, it has that strand to it I've also introduced a new character um, who uh, is a man who runs a stag and Hindu uh, life modeling company because I think that's also important. I grew up, well, not that's also important, um, but I've been living in the Northeast for the last um, for the last three years at uni, uh, and there aren't a lot of Northeastern characters uh, on TV. Uh, and I thought that it was important to introduce a new character and a new perspective of a Northeastern like character who isn't just the butt of the joke and is in, within themselves like a well-rounded character. So. Uh, yeah, I've got 
a, a male life model, a female life model, um, both sort of exploring the complexities of nudity and stuff around that. So, okay. yeah, it's pretty, and it's meant to be funny as well. It's funny as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure it is. It sounds very interesting. Um, I'm intellectualizing it, but <laughs> a lot of laughs. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. Uh, it, and it's also led the way for my next film project as well, uh, which is another short film, uh, which I will be a lot more organized for this time. <laughs> Although the budget is still, I think the budget's about £200 this time. Big spender. Um, I know, I know. Um, yeah, but um, it's a very different genre and a very different, uh, still, well, still comedy, but within that, it's a lot more surreal, a lot more Corbman-esque than Model of Life, which I think, as I said, like, it, Model of Life using the mockumentary style is, like, really useful, but it can be a bit of a crutch, especially with stand-up comedians, because it's the easiest way to, like, incorporate the style of writing that we already do so I'm not used to writing dialogue I'm used to writing a monologue and mockumentaries do support that uh, but I really wanted to focus on learning how to do dialogue a lot better and so now I've got like I'm making a new short film with a cast of like a, a sort of like motley crew of different voices that overlap and things like that so I'm learning how to write new stuff and like for a different genre so yeah, I'm enjoying it, uh, but it is a challenge in its own right, for sure. Yeah, well, hopefully we might get to see that film in a future edition of Women X. Um, yeah. But yeah, I went on a bit of a tangent there, so we will wrap it there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's all from us. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much to Sasha for speaking with us. Thank you for having me.